Hey guys, welcome to Anime Rewind, where we revisit animes from our childhood and try to see if they hold up to today or if they should just remain a good memory. In this podcast, we are currently discussing Inuyasha 70-79. to My name is Mio. My name is Shang. My name is Luffy. It's been a while since we've gone back and actually talked about our Inuyasha Universe 69 movie ideas ah yes but um i i spent some time i spent about five minutes thinking about it and like maybe 10 minutes writing it up and i'm kind of i'm i'm ready to pitch you guys my movie and i want you guys to let me know if it's a good movie or if it's a bad movie and then we'll workshop it or whatever in a world in a world yeah i want to i want a trailer in like two episodes you're saying i'm gonna ask you for some voice acting huh some for some voice acting help okay Help! <laughs> I'll do the artwork. Okay, you guys, you guys ready? You guys ready? Let's do it. All right. So the movie is this is for the movie Kikyo, and so the movie begins 500 years ago. We have a scene where the priestess Midoriko is fighting with tons and tons of demons, and like this entire scene is just narrated by a young Kaede. So it's like 500 years ago. The priestess Midoriko, blah blah blah, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. <laughs> anyway, five hundred years ago, the priestess Midoriko is fighting off waves and waves of demons, and so is Bubbles. <laughs> and this battle, the battle ends as she absorbs the souls of all the demons into herself and expels the combined souls of her and the demons as a jewel. The jewel falls to the ground. And then Midoriko and the demons turn to stone and the scene fades to black. And that's like, that's the end of the narration, right? So that's, that's act one. Okay. okay. Then we skip to present day feudal era. The scene opens up and we see Kikyo and her friends riding on motorcycles. They're a biker gang. Damn. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a bike. She and her parents have a bad relationship. Her um, Kikyo's parents are the guardians of a small shrine in a small of a shrine in a small village, and on her way home one night, she noticed a glowing light coming from the village, and it turns out that these dog demons are attacking, and as she nears her village, a young Kaede runs out who's injured, saying that her their parents are trapped in the house, and so she races to the house and she finds her parents bleeding out, and. Her dad's last words are, I always wished for a priestess daughter. And then the dad dies. <laughs> Feels bad. And then and then that's the end of act two. And so act three begins five years later. Kikyo is now a priestess. And so is her sister Kaede, who lost an eye in the, in the demon attack five years ago. Oh. Kikyo is called to a village that of demon slayers that guard a jewel called the Shikon Jewel. Uh, the jewel's tainted and needs a maiden to purify it. As the demon, the leader of the demon slayers hands it over to Kikyo, he tells her that you must never use the jewel for yourself. Kikyo agrees and takes it back to the village. Um, at first, she kind of finds she's tr- she doesn't know what to do with the jewel, so she like uses it as like a wall decoration. She like you know like tries to spice up a uh, soup with it, but um. It's not going really well. 
while she's in the middle doing this, um, a dog demon, Inuyasha, begins to appear. And he tries to steal it. uh, Kikyo beats him up, but falls in love. And then there's like a montage between like Inuyasha and Kikyo, you know, like getting beat up and then like hanging out and then like, you know, and forbidden then forbidden like, love, baby, forbidden love. And then like at the end of the montage, Inuyasha's like, I'll always be there for you. I will always then, uh, be your baby. That's right. We're going to play uh, what you call that Celine Dion song we play <laughs> <laughs> during <God>. the montage. <laughs> And so, uh, and then um, another scene occurs. Um, Kikyo hears about the reports of a dying man who is lying in a cave outside the village. Um, she goes off to prepare his body for passing since they, she wants, she's a priestess and she wants to make sure that like the spirit finds peace. So she goes and she tends to this person in his dying moments. And Kikyo learns that this person's name is Brian. Brian. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Brian. Who's Brian? Maybe we'll find mm. out in another movie. So um, she's tending, learns, learns the guy's name is Brian, and she begins to return to the village. And she finds out that dog demons are attacking again. And Kikyo starts to get flashbacks and like, gets really angry. And she starts, she starts killing those demons left and right. But she's also getting hurt by the demons. And so she's starting to bleed out. But there's like demons all around her that are dead <gasps> and then the big dog demon boss arrives and Kikyo's too wounded to fight him and she's like where's Inuyasha he said he said that he'd be here for me but then she finds the jewel in her hand and she remembers the words of the demon slayer tribe and how they said that you must never use it for yourself so because she's all alone no one's helping her in her moment of desperation, she crushes the jewel. Oh, and this like and this aura of light and darkness explodes from the jewel, and the light consumes Kikyo, and the darkness goes off somewhere else. And so Kikyo is possessed by the spirit of Midoriko, the priestess from five hundred years ago, and she's like, "Why did you use the jewel? The jewel wasn't meant to be used." But in the extra strength that Kikyo gets, Kikyo slays the demon dog. But in return, the priestess curses Kikyo so that her soul will never find rest. And then in the conclusion of the movie, Kikyo dies. Oh! And then the credits roll. And like the mid-credits scene is um, you see Brian standing on a hill overlooking the village. He's alive and well. But um, suddenly... He gets a headache and he starts to clutch his head and like a dark aura surrounds him briefly. But he eventually gets over it and he flips over the hood of his cloak, revealing the figure of a baboon. And that's the movie! Ooh, sounds so good. Brian's a baboon. Uh, Brian's a baboon. A healthy baboon. Is it Brian Gumo? Brian Gumo. <laughs> Brian I, was to, I was about to say Brian Gumbo. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Brian Gumbo. Gumbo. <laughs> uh, I worked hard on that movie. I hope it does well in the box office. I hope it sells a few tickets. In a world where both Kikyo and Kaede are on motorcycles. <laughs> no, no, just, just Kikyo's on the motorcycle. Delinquent She's got like Kikyo. a biker gang and, you know, like she has like a leather, she has like a leather jacket. And it's just like bad for life. <laughs> I was like confused. Isn't Kaede like... 10 and she's on a motorcycle so brave so brave 
I can't wait to find out what happens to Brian Gumbo and what happened to Inuyasha. Why wasn't he there, actually? Huh? I wonder why he wasn't there. Maybe we'll find out in another movie. Maybe it was house arrest. <laughs> That's right. Romeo and Juliet, except it's Kikyo and Inuyasha. All our money is going to go into getting licensing rights for that Celine Dion song. <laughs> yeah! That was the movie! It was pretty bad. The entire budget. But how was, <laughs> how was that song, though? That song was pretty good, high-quality stuff. Oh, I got it. So at the end, like as Kikyo is dying, her body's being burned, right? And then it, and then it fades out, and then it's like that that song about like she's just a girl, but she's on fire starts to start. Playing. Oh God, that's such an uh, inappropriate song. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a girl, and she's on fire. Well, yeah, cause we're what? <laughs> okay. Well, all right. If you if you were Rotten Tomatoes, how would you rate this movie in the box office? If it, if it's what I think of right now in my head, I'm, I'm giving it, giving it, I'm giving it a, an, a seven. Ooh, a seven. A seven out of ten or seven percent. Ah, feels good, man. It's a solid seven because Celine Dion is in there. Seven percent out of a hundred. Out oh, of a hundred. That's oh, right. No. Seven people in a hundred like the movie. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good start for us. Mm, I would give it about uh, a fifty, uh, about a fifty percent. Yeah, 50. a whole fifty. Because you never too know. Generous. You too never generous. know with anim- with animated movies, like movies that are made from anime. You never know. Too generous. I give it. A, That's true. I give it a seven because Kikyo's on a motorcycle. I don't know. It threw me off. The immersion wasn't there. <laughs> what was there what was the backstory what was the reason <laughs> the, the, the motorcycle sounds weren't real they just somebody go someone eat these beans and give us some sound effects <laughs> oh no all, all the sound effects sounded really bad sounded kind of off i'll i'll take a seven percent fifty percent you know first movie we're not gonna we're not gonna break box office records we're just trying to get a following the viewers, the viewers are still confused if he's called uh, Ben Gumo or Ben Gumbo. It's kind of Ben Gumbo. <laughs> All right, let's move on. For this episode, we watched episodes 70 to 79 of Inuyasha. We had a mix of real canonical episodes and we had filler. But to help you guys remember what happened, we're about to dive into our favorite game, 61 seconds. Copyright, copyright, TM, 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 copyright, oh, copyright, copyright, TM, TM. Oh, no. I have been preparing mentally in the last five minutes. <laughs> I am <laughs> Maybe ready. five minutes is the secret amount. <laughs> the secret amount. So the game is as it always is. Each person gets 61 seconds to recap as much of the plot as possible. We go in a specific order. When the first person finishes, the second person picks off where that first person ended and so on and so forth. And we try to recap everything in three minutes and three seconds. Can we do it today? Oh. Can we do it? Oh. All right. So um, I'm thinking I'm thinking this time we start with Shang, then I'll go second, and then Mia will finish it up. If I can finish it up. We're going to leave her like eight episodes to finish up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to become <laughs> rap god over here. Rap god. Oh, you know what? Since um, since we're starting in the middle of like a little story arc, would it be all right, Shang, if you kind of recap a little bit of what happened in 
69 as well. 69. Okay. All right. Whenever you're ready, Shing. <clears throat> Just tell me when. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it to you in one second. Go. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> restart, restart. Tick, 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 tick. All right, all right. Uh, in three seconds. Okay. Go. Naraku's got a pimple on his forehead. He's like, whoa, what is that? Pops it out, all right? So this pimple, right? It grows into a person. He has no face. What's going on? So our hero, not really hero, but this dude's face is dude's going around finding a face. He doesn't like it. Kills a whole bunch of dudes. Gets no face. Finds a monk. Kills him. Gets his face. <gasps> he goes on a raiding spree. He's like, oh, he's longing for something. What is it? Finds Kagome. Oh, he's finally found it. Next episode, Muso's reflecting on his past. He's like, oh, man, I don't know what it is, but that woman, I want to know. So he's go he goes to this... He follows his path back to the cave of Onigumo. Turns out Muso is Onigumo. And Kaede knows because she has she wrote a 20 crit on that perception. Good job. Naraku mm. learns he can finally put his hands on Kikyo without, with, without Onigumo's heart and runs away. Next episode, Muso fights in Yashi but continues to uh, regenerate. Moroku learns the reason uh, to Muso's re- uh, regeneration. And then Muso gets carried away by Naraku's insects. Naraku tries to suck Muso back All into right, his body. All right, it's it. Ah... Uh, all right, I'll go. Naraku sucks Muso. Muso's like, no! And then Naraku got stronger. Um, The next episode, uh, Inuyasha wants to get stronger because Naraku learned how to put up barriers. He goes off to Todosai to get some training. Todosai's like, I want to take a bath, itch, but Inuyasha's itch. like, I want to be trained. He meets a guy named Bunza. He's pretty nice. He's like small like Shippo. They go on like a journey adventure to make Todosai a bath. Bunza's father gets wrecked by a mantis. Inuyasha messes him up. They become best friends. Todosai's like, I just made you a, you just made me a bath. Inuyasha gets mad. Inuyasha's like, I'm going to go learn how to break barriers. Um, Yoga's like, okay, go here and kill a bat demon. And so he goes there to find, kill a bat demon. But he finds out that the person he needs to kill is a half demon and he doesn't want to kill her. So then there's a lot of drama. And then like the bat demon dad grandpa shows up and is like, and then Inuyasha kills him. And then he learns how to slash barriers. All right, next. Then there's panther demons. And then the panther demons are like, oh, we hate Inuyasha. Okay, it's your turn, Mio. (laughs) Uh, okay, so <laughs> Inuyasha. Uh, okay, so it's Panther Demons and uh, the Cat Demons like insulting Kaede and stuff. And um, Moroku and Sango and Chepo fight the Panther guys, and Kagome is off in her own place. And uh, she comes, I think she comes back and she gets kidnapped in front of Inuyasha, and Koga gets mad. And Inuyasha and Koga go looking for, for them. They chase them into like a cliff area and uh they disappear and then Inuyasha realizes that there's a barrier so he breaks it with his red tetsaiga they end up in a village Shoshomaru shows up the cats run off um Jacken gets stepped on uh Miyoka shows up too uh and then then we just see our battles with uh Koga and uh Koga and that the dog demon guy Roya Khan he comes back and they get lost in the forest and uh Inuyasha is like off doing his own thing and Shishomaru is off doing his own thing Jack and separated uh Sango and Moroku are ah <laughs> uh, good try good try oh, maybe we'll so get them next time that uh, one episode's called complicated because everyone's so man, separated doing their own you thing you guys are so calm during your 60 seconds I'm over there trying to mumble off a new rap album <laughs> so, you know, you know, 
What made this hard is that I actually wrote stuff down. I was just reading it off. Before, before I'm just going off my brain, just like throwing words out there. So so what happened when I said God is that for some reason my brain couldn't think of Nuraku for some reason. It's all right. It's all right. We had... We did our best. We did our best. We'll get them one day. I'm I'm thinking like, you know, by the end of Inuyasha we'll get we'll get one successful run. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the filler's gonna fix that. The filler's gonna fix it. It turns out the most detailed sixty one seconds will begin with filler. <laughs> Alright, so I mean pretty much the set of episodes we watched this week can be split into about three sections. Um this whole arc with Muso and Onigumo kind of having identity crisis, Inuyasha learning how to break barriers, and then like the abundance of fillers that we had. So uh, I figured we might as well just go one by one and uh, see what you guys found interesting about them, or if you had any comments about them. So the first topic is Muso. That one picks up at the end of last episode, episode 69, where he's introduced like Naraku expels him like a tumor he's a faceless man he wants to find a face he finds a face and then he finds kagome and then he's like this is my woman i need you my wife i need you my woman waifu <laughs> and then like inuyasha's upset so he like beats him up but then like muso keeps regenerating you know eventually runs away then he learns that he's onigumo and then like naraku's like off on his own thing like he's at first, he's happy that, like, he can now, like, interact with Kikyo because he's expelled Onigumo, but then, like, his body starts to contort. He's like, oh, man, I got rid of Onigumo too fast. Maybe I need to evolve more. So he goes off to, like, reabsorb him. And then we get this really interesting scene where, like, Naraku and Onigumo interact for the very first time in a way that we, the viewers, can actually see. Where Onigumo resents Naraku, and Naraku's like, well, you're the one that asked for demons, man. And Onigumo's like, you made me kill my woman! <laughs> and then eventually Onigumo gets reabsorbed, and Naraku gets stronger and goes off and do, does his own thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I got rid of you. Oh, I need you. Oh, we're back to square one <laughs> oh, again. Just kidding. Let's make Maybe up. Maybe like three more weeks. <laughs> Um, but I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff in this. Like, this is probably the first time we really get to see that, like, Onigumo wasn't the one who wanted to kill Kikyo. It was actually the demons that possessed Onigumo that forced him to do the trickery and killing and all that, you know? Like, Onigumo himself just wanted to be with Kikyo, and he didn't want to be dead, so he so he let himself get absorbed by demons so he could be alive and with Kikyo, and... Great plan, man. Great plan. If you actually look at, like, I wrote down some quotes. I wrote down some quotes because, like, I think it's really funny. In, like, early 2000s, late 1990s animes, like, a lot of times, rather than depict the scene and have the viewer interpret it, they would just say very obvious things. And so Onigumu is like, it's that woman I desired, even if I had to sell my souls to demons. Or it's like, there's another line where he's like, the only thing I desired was to make Kikyo my woman. I wanted to love you, waifu. And then when he finally gets absorbed by Naraku, the final thing that Onigumo says is, I must see Kikyo. 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 Oh, man, it's like I'm watching an anime right now. Wait, what? 
It's like I'm watching the anime. It's, it's, uh, yes. it's one for one. Oh, man. Uh, I actually voiced Onigumo at Viz Studios back in 2000. How'd you know? Oh, man. How old are you again? Oh, old man. Old, old enough. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't reached puberty back then, but I could still voice Onigumo. <laughs> All I know is my boy Musa was like, you know. I need to get this, these faces. He wanted to look beautiful. I don't know what he looked like before because, you know, he was all bandaged up when he was on the floor talking to Kikyo. But my homeboy wanted to go find a beautiful man's face. Shake my head. But uh, tor- towards the end, before he got su- got the good suck from uh, Naraku, it's like he-, he got really, really cocky, you know? It's like, yeah, they- they're, the- they're about the same person, but... I, you would hope he, he'd realize that if you touch the man, he's going to probably take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. When he stabs Naraka's like, I killed him. And then Naraka's like, I killed you. Psych. <laughs> and just absorbs him. Because it's like, you can't really kill Naraku like that, you know, with a stab. Actually, you know, like what I would what I would think is like, if you wanted to kill Naraku, would you want to kill Onigumo's heart? Would that kill Naraku? I don't think I don't so. I don't know. That'd be that'd be an interesting twist, you know? Like, Naraku's only alive because of Onigumo's heart. Right. Even though Naraku controls the body, essentially. Yeah. Ooh, what a twist. What a twist. Let's take some notes. Let's put that down in our movie for uh, Brian coming out 2020, Bri- right? Brian is the ghost in the machine, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, the movie's called Onigumo, not Brian. <laughs> Brian Brian Gumbo. <laughs> now the the the, the title's just called Gumo. What? Who's Gumo? <laughs> uh, apostrophe Gumo. <laughs> oh, you know what I remembered I just forgot earlier? Um Muso when he regenerates slowly starts to turn into like a scorpion for no reason, yeah. right? He just like slowly becomes less human. He's like, check out my stinger. <laughs> that was never explained. Like, why a scorpion? He never questioned. It was like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I just grew like a ton of legs, and this is totally not <laughs> like, weird. What do you mean I look different? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have a heck of a time looking for pants. See, I I would kind of understand if he like turned to a spider. Yeah, that would make more sense. A scorpion. Uh, what, what do you got? What do you think, Luffy? Do you think? Um, do you think the? <laughs> do you think the animators were trying to like flex the fact that they could draw more than centipedes and spiders? Like we did it. Years of research have made us able to make scorpions. I thought you were going to say the animators got it all mixed up. They got their spiders and scorpions confused. <laughs> oh, you want a centipede? <laughs> oh, we already drew, drew the scorpion. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Not again. I think the actual um, answer was um, because the Raku is made up of like a ton of demons. Like, maybe the dominant demon that's inside Onigumo's body at that moment was a scorpion. I feel like that would be the reasonable explanation. But yeah, we never get anything that really tells us what happened. Uh, He just turned into a scorpion and we were like, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's all right. But yeah, I, 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 I honestly liked it because Naraku had seemed like pure evil at this point. And the only real conflict that he had was he wanted to become full demon rather than half demon. But now we get this other side going on where, like, there's this actual conflict between 
his Naraku self and his Onigumo self, and I wonder if that'll develop more later. I appreciate the fact that we spent like three episodes kind of focused on Naraku. I I thought that was like I thought that was a needed point in the series, or else this villain was just gonna have nothing. Right. You know what I don't appreciate though is boy um Moroku. Yeah, so in some part of the episode, I forget which one, he's like, all right, we can't let Nuraku know about Inuyasha's weakness. Oh, okay, so the suck the suck is done happening. And he's like, wait, does that make you a half demon now? Uh, ha- yeah, so you do, do you have a weakness under the full moon? <laughs> Nuraku's Nur- like, what? It didn't even connect in his head. What are you it's talking like, about? Well, why would he mention the full moon? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder. Nah, he wouldn't think about it. <laughs> yes. Have you ever heard of pl- hiding things in plain sight? <laughs> Please, he f- uh, no, Naraku <laughs> figured it out. I'm like confused. Like, wait, Moroku, didn't we just talk about not talking about the weakness? Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was like, I think Moroku's like, you know, in order to get information, I must give information. Inuyasha gets weak on the full moon. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I choose my own day of weakness. Oh, oh, that's- oh I screwed up. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. The thing is, like, Naraku's kind of OP because, like, when he becomes weak, he comes back stronger because what he does is he, like, expels out all the weak demons. And then only absorbs back the stronger ones, just, which is why this time he can put up barriers that Inuyasha can't break. I thought that was particularly interesting. Inuyasha's not coming back stronger. He just whines and complains and gets messed up by a tree demon and Please, a fat boy. Please, what are you talking about? He got stronger. He made Todosai a bath. He, <laughs> he was going after the blood of some young virgin to make his sword stronger. You right, you right. <laughs> One thing that I want to point out at the end of those uh, the two episodes of Naraku, he he comes in, he's super cool, he has a barrier, and then he's like, "I'm strong now," and then he just took off like a rocket, <laughs> like an actual <laughs> rocket ship. Like he just he's like, "I'm strong now," and then push, and he just like <laughs> takes off into the sky. That made me laugh so hard. I'm stronger now, but I'm also a rocket ship baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> I got a blast off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Naraku's strong now, which kind of like pushes us into our next topic where this this is one of my favorite things. Inuyasha says, I can't break barriers. Okay, I'm going to go learn how to break barriers. <laughs> and so we'll come back to the filler episode, but we'll skip ahead to um, when Todosai tells Miyoga to tell Inuyasha how to break barriers. So Miyoga shows up. And he's like, hey, Master Inuyasha, you can break barriers if you slay the bad demon tribe, you know? And so Inuyasha wants to break barriers. So he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, let's go do it. So Inuyasha and the crew, they go to a village and, like, you know, they're learning a little bit about this bad demon tribe. They find out that the current person that has all the power to erect the barrier is a half demon named Shiori. Um, her dad was the former person that held the barrier up, and that was the demon. The demon fell in love with the lady and then uh, made a kid. And so now the kid is holding up the barrier, and um, there's a lot of, like, politics involved 
going back and forth, but eventually what it comes down to is like you find out that like the grandfather of Shiori actually was the one that killed her father because her father wanted to make peace with the humans and he thought that was preposterous. When Shiori hears that, she gets upset and like, you know, like rejects the grandfather. And so Inuyasha just straight up kills him with no problem. Whereas before he was being protected by Shiori's Shiori's barrier. Then like Inuyasha has this conflict where it's like, okay, so I had to kill Shiori, this nice, sweet, young half demon that's a lot like me, who's been ostracized by both humans and demons in order to make my sword stronger. So he's like, screw it. I'm not going to make my sword stronger. You know he was thinking about it. He was thinking Maybe about he it. thought about it for a little bit. Five minutes. He thought about it for five minutes. And then uh, Shiori's like, oh, you don't need to do that. Just break this red coral crystal that I carry with me. This is the source of all the barrier problems. So, like, he breaks it in two with a little bit of help from the deceased dad spirit who, like, comes out like, oh, Shiori. You're you're grown up and good now. <laughs> and then uh, Inuyasha's sword turns red and then he can now break barriers. Do you know how straightforward that is? I need to break barriers. Two episodes later, I can break barriers. I have, I have a very interesting thought here. Okay, so what did Miyoga say that the sword needs to do exactly to get the power to destroy barriers? It needs to be soaked in the blood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what would be so convenient if it's like, hey, can we just borrow your daughter, bring her to, I don't know, our side, you know, the future, or have Kagome learn how to, like, uh, take blood out of this child's arm. There we go. No one has to die. Just take some blood out. Just have the sword soak in the blood for a couple days. We're good. No one needs to die. Marinate the sword. <laughs> there we go. It still works. Marinate it overnight. There you go. Yeah, you could like see them like they like prick Shiori's finger and hold it over the sword. Just a little, I think a little bit more, a little bit more, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> Almost there. It's like there's so many questions I want to say about the, the logic that this sword needs to suck the blood of a certain demon to gain their strength. And then the other thing is like, why Why does the Tetsaiga even have this ability to suck stuff <laughs> so that it can become stronger? It's, it's like, it's the sword's just like a vampire. It's just like very picky. It's like, I don't, I don't want to taste this weird dog blood. I don't want it. <laughs> but vampire blood, yeah. Yeah, vampire. Yeah, that's what I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, uh, could you imagine through every fight that Inuyasha's been with that sword, just sucks the blood, becomes even stronger. But no, I'm only into eating uh, some bat blood. Eh. <laughs> What's funny is uh, most most blood in Inuyasha, the anime, is depicted as black in color. But for some reason, this blood is red and makes Inuyasha's sword red. Ooh. Okay, let's be fair here. Only bat, Bats only take the good blood, all right? Filter it through their, their teeth. <laughs> That's right. They only get the good red blood. That's right. What I was, what I, um, what I wanted to say was, um, the two episodes here are really straightforward. You know, Inuyasha needs a power up. Inuyasha gets a power up, but he does a good job of like kind of. He does a really good job of showing how he's matured. You know, like back in the day, if he needed something, he would kind of do it with it without any, with all abandoned for, anyone's feelings, but now he's kind of like you know like. 
I need this, but at the cost of another person's life, I, I don't need it. And I think that shows some maturity on Inuyasha's part. And it only took 75 episodes to get to this point, but he's changing, you know, like Inuyasha in the series is a very big jerk for the most part, you know, like he's always like just doing very rude things. Um, He bickers with Kagome all the time and like, he just comes off as like some guy who doesn't really care about anything but himself. But what's funny is in the manga, the um the Inuyasha of the manga is actually depicted a lot differently. He spends the time to like always before a fight he tells Kagome to get somewhere safe. He's concerned about her safety, you know, like he cares about her. He says all these nice things to kind of like swoon Kagome that aren't in the anime. And so in the anime it just comes off like, get out of the way, Kagome. <laughs> No, you. <laughs> I, said, Get out of the way. <laughs> I mean, there is some of that for sure, but with the English voice acting that doesn't really, you know, show that kind of emotion, it's kind of hard to tell. Because if I were, maybe there's a good chance if I watch the JP voice uh, version over the American voice acting, there might be a, a difference. Maybe. Who knows? But maybe. But as far as watching the episodes as they are, I mean, yeah, he's kind of a jerk, but he's he's showing it the best he can his own way. He's like, that's right. It's like, I, I meant to do this, but my body did this. So, yeah, in end result, you're safe, but I look like a jerk now. So, yeah, but it's okay. He's finally becoming a nice guy. And I mean, I guess we can just move on into the filler. I think it's really reflected in the filler when he goes to train with Todosai and he meets Bunza, the Lynx oh, demon. Oh, that's right. The good dad. Like Inuyasha is just this like great dad who takes care of Bunza and even gives Todosai a bath. Like it's a completely different side of him, right? The funny, the funny part is that whenever he sets this all up, and like you know, you see Totosai taking a bath, Inuyasha's just going up there. I could wash your back if you want me to. Yeah, yeah. How's the water? Oh, is it not hot enough? You're looking a little cold there. I'll go back down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. All right, what a guy. What's so funny is like Totosai's dread is so realistic. It's like. What is he going to do when I tell him the truth? And Miyoga's like over there like, you know Inuyasha's going to mess you up when you tell him the <laughs> truth, right? Like, ah. <laughs> but the bath is so nice. You're not itching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fact that he keeps itching is absolutely hilarious. I was cracking up. It's just like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> um, I guess to pose the question for us is, of the, I guess... Let's let's split into four filler parts. Of the four filler parts, which were which one was your favorite? So we had Todosai getting a bath, the Panther Demons, Son- Songo almost getting wed, and then um Jaken trying to steal the Titsega. Of those four, which one was your favorite filler episode? Panther Demons. I like the Jaken episode. Oh. Well if well if you guys took those two, I'm gonna say I like Bunza the most. <laughs> I felt like it was a heartwarming episode. 
The Jockin episode I thought was like absolutely hilarious. And then the Panther Demon episodes were great. The Panther episodes were like watching the Avengers. It was. Everyone big like showed up for no reason and then ended up in like three episodes of filler where like everyone just kept splitting up and doing whatever. It was kind of funny. The Panther Demons are here. Call the Avengers. All right. We're here. Samuel L. Jackson, assemble them. <laughs> Then who would be Captain America? I don't know. Sashomaru is there. It's like, I fought this war before. Hey, you know what? I guess Sashomaru could be like a Captain America. And then like our boy Nyasha is like Iron Man. It kind of makes sense because, you know. I could see it. And because like they don't get along, you know. Yeah. But they team up. My Bucky. My Bucky. They team up to fight an old enemy. Thanos. I, the guy kind of looks like Thanos, I, you know, to be honest. I, he was a big boy. I suppose. <laughs> he didn't have a gauntlet to snap, but he was a big boy. And I guess instead of, like, getting crystals, he, like, absorbed the souls of his panther friends <laughs> to become, like, to come back to life. I mean, so far, th- that episode was a pretty pretty good one. I mean, lot decent fights here and there. And then, swipe! I'll take your life for my own. <laughs> and then like Sashomaru and Inuyasha are fighting and like they can't do any damage and then Sashomaru is kind of like Tenseiga you want to fight and then the battle's over and like it, it's just it was just like Tenseiga you want to fight which, which, which is cool because you know I didn't think you could use Tenseiga for something like that that was that was awesome it's like oh yeah. you stole their souls no 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 give them back I'm like oh shit oh I'm like, man, Sashomaru is pretty good at this. <laughs> Sashomaru himself is also like, whoa, man, that's that's pretty cool. That was a good filler. Honestly, I would say that was a good filler. I think it was made good because like everyone showed up, you know, like Koga was in it, Inuyasha was in it, Sashomaru was in it, Jokin did some stuff too. All other, all demons just showed up. <laughs> it was, it was surprisingly good. I would rate that filler like a 6.5 out of 10, you know, better than average. I'll, I'll give it a... 8.5. Ooh, ooh. Shang being generous here. 8.5 out of 100 or out of 10? Out of 100. Perfect. <laughs> Shang still being generous here. <laughs> all right. And then after that, we get like, I feel like we get the worst filler of all time. It's this filler where Sango. So I will admit, I will admit to the people that these fillers are the hardest to watch and I could not finish them. Oh man, they were they were rough. It was like Sango like runs into some guy from six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, apparently yeah. wants to marry Sango, which I find funny because Sango's like, "Oh, you talk about that uh guy with the 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 nose problem, right? The leaky nose guy." It's like, yeah, yeah, that guy. And then he tries so hard to swoon Sango, so hard. And Sango gives the mature answer, right? She's like, I actually have things to take care of before I can even think about marriage. And she's thinking about, like, avenging her village, slaying Naraku, saving her brother. And the guy's like, stay here with me. (laughs) Moroku's like, he's trying to be calm and collective. It's like, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Would you like to have my children? Like the first one he sees. And Sango's like, all pissed. It's like, oh, how dare you? Beats him up. But, you know, like, at the end of it, like, Moroku comes to Sango's um, rescue when she goes out to slay a demon. The demon is actually, like, undead. It's, like, the spirit. 
an angered spirit of an old demon. Yeah. And, like, Roku's the, the one that actually exercises it. Yeah, it's like a bear demon. And then, like, everything's done and done. And then Sango's like, I'm just going to go with my group. Like, it was cool seeing you, but I'm just I'm just not into it. And then she leaves. <laughs> I, I'm not feeling it. I'm out. And then uh, my favorite part is, like, as they leave, like, you know, like, Sango and Moroku are walking up front. Inuyasha, Shippo, and Kagome in the back. Kagome's talking about how, like, oh, man, things are going well now. And then Moroku goes for the butt grab. And then he gets slapped. But then, like, Sango actually, like, blushes. You're like, hey, hey, hey. I like getting my butt grow. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a filler episode. You can't just be filling Sango's head with random <laughs> thoughts over there, stoners. <laughs> I thought you were saying, you can't be filling up that butt. Like, whoa. Whoa, You can't be hot dogging on, <laughs> on anime TV. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, no. Oh, oh, God. Mio, would you like to recap for us the Jockin portion? Okay. So, um, so it starts off with Rin, and, and she's, like, hungry. And so Shomaru tells her to go get some food, but he makes Jockin go escort her. And, uh... So uh, Rin Rin ends up like insulting Jockin and like you know kind of hitting him in his ego and he and then he realizes like oh why am I taking this from this kid let me go steal a Tetsaga and prove myself to Sashomaru. <laughs> what? Mm. Oh, the best the best train of thought. Ever. Instead of food, this food sucks. Let me go steal a sword. <laughs> I'm out of here. And uh, and then. Uh, Jockin ends up finding this uh, this guy called the No Man, which is a demon that was made by uh, man's mistakes or something, like man's regrets, I think. And he he hires this uh, No Man to go steal some some uh, the Tetsaika from Inuyasha, and the No Man, you know, has like the best ability ever, his best powers to make like a fog <laughs> with a little fire, and uh, he ends up stealing like the wrong items. And Jackin beats him up and sends the no man back again. And the no man is caught with his little uh, dinky little fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was the best part. What are you doing there? (laughs) 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 And then uh, Kagome in the ashes, he gives back their items and uh, they let him go. And Jackin, you know, he failed at it. So he tries again. And so he ends up... um, he ends up getting mad at uh, Rin and telling her to get lost because she was with him at the time. And she leaves. And then he's there. And then Jack and, like, goes back to what he was uh, originally planning to do. And that was uh, to steal a Tetsaika. And he disguises himself as an old man. And his uh, his plan is to is to sharpen Inuyasha's Tetsaika and then steal it. Oh. Under uh, Inuyasha's... Um, under his nose and uh but it, it ends up not working uh rin gets lost and she and uh Jockin ends up being able to steal the sword i forgot how he does it he makes a hot spring and that's when he steals it oh yeah it. he made a hot spring oh, and there's a lot of comedic relief with that with inuyasha and moroku oh no and uh yeah they end up all day like relaxing in Jackin's hot spring and Jackin makes away with the tetsaika and inuyasha you know kind of shows a little bit too much to kagome and <laughs> or not oh. enough <laughs> <laughs> and they um 
they chase him and Rin comes back with Ah and Un and uh, Jack and gives it gives her the Tetsaiga and Rin leaves and then she, but she comes back because she gets worried for Jock and and she uh, takes Jock in away because right when he was about to get beat up but uh, she ends up dropping the Tetsaiga in the end and uh, Jock is all upset and uh, Rin apologizes and says I was worried about you and then you know <laughs> that kind of pulls some heartstrings for Jock and um, and then they end up going to get food and Rin gets kidnapped by Kagura. Oh, oh, that cliffhanger. Oh, that cliffhanger. My cliffhanger. You know, it's funny. It's like that entire episode is filler except for the kidnapping part. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's make everyone watch this filler. And in the last 10 seconds, it's canon now. <laughs> so you have to watch this episode. Like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I liked it. I I always enjoyed Jack and being a dunce. Oh man, he's such good trash. Oh. <laughs> he's the he's the best trash. That's in why Uyasha. Shippo is the bad trash. Yeah, <laughs> Shippo's the two time winner of trash be trash. That's right. But Jockin has proved time and time again he can actually do things. But yeah, I mean that really wraps it up for what we did watch for this episode. Like, did you guys have a? favorite scene in the 10 episodes that you wanted to share like favorite scene i feel like this is a cool new segment in the podcast in the podcast that we can have where we talk about like what was the part that you will remember from what you watched oh bunzo is sick and yasha's like it's okay i'll be your dad i'll take care of you it made my heart felt me always cry a little bit uh, to be honest, I feel I was going to say the exact same thing, but I was going to say the earnestness of Inuyasha just trying to train. I feel like that's a different side of him, where before he was just like, give me power, give me power. Now he wants to work for it. That whole episode, baby. Uh, it was a good, it was a good filler. I feel like that filler, 9.5 out of 10. Peak pillar, primo pillar, <laughs> pillar. primo <laughs> filler right here. <laughs> Um, I would have to be Orajak and disguises himself as an old man. I think that's I think that's one of the best parts because uh, it it gets really silly to a point where he has disguises and you can see he is so eager to get into his old man disguise when uh Inuyasha is talking about going back to go get his sword sharpened. <laughs> oh yeah he's like maybe i should give my sword shot <gasps> i got my disguise ready right now <laughs> i can i can make that i can make that happen <laughs> my favorite part is like he ends up sharpening uh miroku's rod in the hirai coats for sango and they're like wow this guy actually did a really good job and inuyasha's like i should have gotten my sword sharpened feels yeah. bad <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so funny. Like the the regret that Inuyasha feels for not getting his sword sharpened <laughs> is hilarious. I like how uh, when he was asking, he was saying he was going to sharpen everyone's items. Uh, Kagome and Shippo throw down their items, which is just arrows and a top. Can I get that? Can I get this top sharpened? <laughs> <laughs> sharpen my top. But you know what's funny? From our favorite scenes, they were all filler scenes. But we just trash on filler the entire episode. I don't know. You can't make tr- uh, filler any better, but it does. It does have some good moments. 
I guess it does have some good moments. I will give it that. I will give it that. But um, the next batch of episodes we're watching are straight up no filler. We're going back to all canon for the next nine episodes that we're watching. That's insane. I'm ready. No more filler. I'm not ready. No, <laughs> no more filler. No more. You guys, I did prepare a little bit of commando or not commando oh, for this week. Oh. But I got to say, with all the filler episodes we had, it was... It was very thin pickings. It was very thin pickings that I had to work with. Very but thin. I am I am devoted to this cause. So let us begin. Commando or not commando. The first contestant of episode nine of Anime Rewind is Muso. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's commando. He's There's no way he's not commando. He was straight up nude for like half an episode. Uh, walking around. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, hey, I need new clothes. <laughs> he like comes back like, where? how does this guy even know how to wear clothes in the first place? That's a better question. So do we have a 3-0 for commando this time? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that one wasn't really difficult because I mean, Onigumo is Muso and Onigumo was commando too, so... All right, number two, get ready, Bunza. Now, before we talk about Bunza, I need to explain to you that Bunza is a good choice for Commando or not Commando because Bunza is actually an old man. He's undergoing what we call Benjamin Button disease, (laughs) where he was born when he was young, he was old and wrinkly. And as he's aged, he's become this young lynx demon. So this is... This is a discussion about a Lynx demon that is above the age of 18. Let me just clarify for all the people put, pulling out their phones with their lawyers on speed dial. Bunsa is over 18 years old. Now, is he commando or not commando? For, for the safety of this podcast, he's not commando. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing furry underwear. I swear, please don't. <laughs> please don't call. <laughs> don't call the FBI on me. Please. I, I have my lawyer with me right now, and I have to say, not commando. Wow, that was the fastest commando or not commando <laughs> session we've ever had. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. So this guy's name did not come up during the podcast, but he was mentioned. The Bat Demon Grandfather. Taigo Kumaru. That man is commando. That man is really commando. He is the most bat commando I've ever seen. The most number one commando of all bat demons. Never. I'll get that out of the way. Mio's thinking about me. I was like, is he really commando or not commando? I'm not too sure. (laughs) I'm sure he's commando. All right, man. These are some really easy ones today. Okay, I don't know the dad's name. Shiori's hot dad. Shiori's <laughs> goddamn why? He's gotta be commando for my sake. Oh, oh, he's... for Mio's sake, he's wearing ten pairs of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> for Mio's sake, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. He's dead, Mando. He was buried with underwear on. (laughs) Didn't you see his spirit had all his clothes on? They just buried him with (laughs) all his clothes. (laughs) No wonder why. Shiori's hot dad doesn't refer to his actual looks, but how sweaty he is in the grave. (laughs) Oh, why didn't you guys bury me with no clothes on? It's so hot down here. (laughs) Okay. And the final contender of Commando or Not Commando... Here we go. 
the Panther King from the <laughs> Avengers filler? Uh, I would say, I would say Commando, because he's a big cat, right? How do you put underwear on a cat? I'm gonna say he's not Commando. Thank you. Thank you. Tell him he is wearing the soles. Of his panther tribe That's what I'm around his waist. <laughs> <around his laughs> he understands me. Thank you. He sucked out those souls and he immediately covered himself. He's like, I can I can't be commando. If I said if Luffy says not commando, I'm I'm about to ruin this man's career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is wearing ghostly underwear, yeah. is what he's wearing. <laughs> so I guess the only so what we disagreed on Shiori's hot dad in the Panther King. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> so far, the the consensus was uh, he is Commando. He is not Commando. He is Dead Mando. <laughs> dead Mando. <laughs> oh, and he's hot because they buried him with all his clothes right. on. So we got four, four out of that one. That was actually, you know what, you know what, we squeezed out some good characters. We, you know what the. Fillers weren't that bad. I'm going to say they weren't that bad, to be honest. Compared to the last set of fillers we had, those were pretty nasty. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm ready for the next set. Oh. Well, speaking of the next set, for our next episode, we're going to be watching Inuyasha episodes 80 to 88, which are all canonical episodes. And they're going to be picking up after Kagura has abducted Rin. And we're going to see how Jaken and Sashomaru react to that. And I don't remember if like Inuyasha is involved or not. I actually have a confession to make you guys. We've made it out of the area that I saw as a kid. I pretty much only watched up to the backlash wave. And everything else has been brand new to me. And will continue to be brand new to me until episode 124. Where I watched that until the end. But right now, I'm flying blind. So you guys have to bring the nostalgia into this podcast. Because for me, everything's brand new now. I don't know what you're talking about. Because, like, I'm pretty sure this is the part where, like, Adult Swim just, like, stopped. Was it where Adult Swim stopped? That might explain why I never watched it. Because I've always wondered what happened to the rest of the the, the episodes. Because it stopped, like, abruptly. So I was like, alright. So as a kid, I told myself, alright, I'm going to just make up the ending myself. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never seen Red Ted Saiga before. I gotta say, it looks really cool. I've heard of it before, but I've never seen it before. So, like, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Mio was telling me that she saw all the way up to the end of Band of Seven. Yeah. And that's actually, coincidentally, all the way up to where I started back up. Oh, hey. So, Band of Seven goes until 123. And then. I started at 124 and went to the end, and Mio stopped at oh, 123. Hey. Well, in that case, the nostalgia doesn't end. Yeah, Mio will be carrying the next four episodes. <laughs> That's oh, right. No, no, no Mio, please tell us about all the nostalgia you feel. <laughs> all right, that episode will be um, going out October 15th. That'll be uh, the next episode release date, so please look forward to that. You guys, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for supporting our podcast. Those of you who tweet out command hashtag commando Kayede, thank you for supporting our podcast and making it known to more people out there. Um, we don't we don't advertise this podcast, so you guys and by word of mouth are the only ways new listeners get to experience the Inuyasha nostalgia trip that is anime rewind. So thank you so much. 
anyway, um, that's that's it from us. So um, without any further ado, thank you for listening. My name is Luffy. My name is Shang. And my name is Mio. And remember, commando until proven not commando. <laughs> <laughs>